Hola, hola. How we doing, guys? My name is Noah El Nagdam here with my co-host. Odell Yamani. And we are your Yankee Yids. Um, coming to you here on November 30th is when we're, when we're recording. It might drop tomorrow, but this is the week of the Chelsea draw, which we're going to be discussing. And we go backwards and look at the Ludogrets game, uh, Europa midweek, um, and talk about a few other things. But before we start off the day, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine, man. Just got done with all the stuff that I have to finish up today. Still thinking about that draw, you know, oh, the yeah. positives and negatives. And I, I've just been excited to talk to you about it, you know? Yep. Yeah, me too. So um, as some people might know if they're listening, uh, me and O'Day used to do this show sitting right next to each other and had been either watching the match together or uh, been talking about Tottenham 24-7. Uh, but nowadays, I live on the other side of the country. So we do it over Zoom. This might be a little bit different, but the main thing that's different is I don't get to talk to O'Day about Tottenham until right now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So it's like on top of all the fun things on top of Tottenham, I just I miss my homie and always want to talk Spurs. So we, we might have a lot to say, but I am and I'm very excited to, you know, uh, get through all that, weed through all of it, see what you're thinking over there on the East Coast, what everyone's saying. Um, with that being said, uh, we're going to work a little bit backwards. We're going to start with Chelsea, start with the draw. Um, and so my first question for you, uh, before going into it, getting into the match, I'm just wondering, what was the turnout in Virginia Beach? Were you? How did you watch it? How, how was it over there? Well, at first, um, I made the mistake of assuming that the game was at 1230. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, uh, thankfully, I woke up early. Uh, I texted our... Uh, I text our friends. Uh, I let them know that I'm good. Like, I'm still going to make it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got there, like, four minutes in. You know, it was still 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, we're sitting outside nowadays, you know. They're, they put out a big TV outside. What's the, what's the weather like there? Is it warm enough for that? You know what, last two games that they put us out there uh, yeah. hasn't really been bad, you know. Just a little mm-hmm. ease. But it's it's nicer. It's safer. And, uh yeah, it was a good turnout, you know, the usual faces and a few new faces and, you know, yeah. a few, a few, unfortunately, a few uh, other teams. Un- unwelcome but, guests. But we'll deal with that later, you know. How did you find the place? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, they knew there wasn't a Chelsea supporters club, so they're like, well, let's, let's see if there's a, a Spurs one we can get Exactly. To. How pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, see, see, you're lucky, uh, you know, over here in L.A., um, mm-hmm. L.A. County is completely closed, so there's no outdoor eating or seating, no gathering. Um, so my, my story is pretty funny. That morning, it's also uh, early kickoff, like mm-hmm. all the games on the West Coast. And um, basically the local soccer bar that I found, which is right down the street, walking distance, uh, the bartender is a Chelsea fan. And we knew from because I was there for the Man City game that I was going to come back and we were already talking shit. We were already fucking going on each other. And he's a really cool guy. Um, But except for, you know, that one thing. But (laughs) no, so I was going to go walk down anyways, even if the the whole world's closed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see. And so I walked down and uh, he's bartending. And the funniest part was like I convinced him to just let me stay. But I had to pretend like I was buying something the whole time. 
<laughs> so I just had a drink, a drink set on the counter and my card out. So if anyone walked by, I just had to like act like I was paying for it. And I just got there. <laughs> it was just That's me and him standing in the bar. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was fun. Uh, I really appreciate the guy for letting me come through. Um, I do wish, you know, I could have had a crowd or had, you know, people to sing with. Cause that was another thing. Like I couldn't start singing or, or dancing or anything. Just had to pretend play it cool. Yeah. Like, no, so well, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> the things the things we do for Tottenham. Exactly. Exactly. And that's <laughs> what this podcast is really exactly. And that's what that's what we're exploring here. And so that's why I am always curious about, you know, the scene out there, what's going on. Right. Um yeah, cool, right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you had fun that day, you know. I'm glad that it worked out. It was nice yeah. that you got to watch that game. And I yeah. mean, good thing he wasn't a prick, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. Um, I think he did try and quiet me down a few times, but it's just like, you you weren't doing this last week during Man City. You're like, come <laughs> on, man, scream louder. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't handle it. And the yeah. fire's in their face. Um, <laughs> Fiery Tottenham fans, man. <laughs> exactly. They ain't used to us. Yeah, again, bro. I'm going to have to start that Long Beach Spurs here soon so we can have an official, Please, official yeah. spot. Yep. We, we need a sister club for Virginia Beach Spurs. Ooh, that's exactly right. <laughs> um all right so getting into the match um again it ended nil nil so it's not like there's a crazy amount to talk about there's not different goals to analyze but there was a lot going on in the field that like would kind of either go unseen to like a extended highlight reel or just you know to a regular fan um uh, and a lot of that were you know the Tottenham the our players certain performances that have been shining all year, essentially. But then yesterday, I mean, it was just on another level, even though it ended nil-nil. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start with, I think, what was the most obvious. My man of the match, um, Tongi Ndumballer was, oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> God, Swiss cheese, everybody. Uh, so, I mean, Ndumb bad boy. Ndumb bad boy. <laughs> Telling him. I mean, there was like three defenders on him at every moment and he cut them up every time he dusted them oh my gosh and he came <laughs> off in the yeah. 60th minute there was some type of stats like he was like number one in this number one in that and he only played 60 minutes <laughs> right right that's the craziest part it's, there's positives that we could actually take from this game that a lot of people uh won't even realize because a draw you know that overshadows all of that yeah. there's, there's a lot of positives to take there's 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 good things that came out of this, and then there are there are things that are the, the negatives only reminded us reminded us, excuse me, of the things we're missing. You know what I mean? And yeah. you said it. And Dombley played for 60 minutes. Uh, the game, the game was different. You know, the first half and the second half. There's reasons yep. why, and there's also reasons why um, we played the way we played. Mm-hmm. You know, it, some of it was Mourinho, and then some of it was also. Uh, if you think about it, Lostoso uh, picked up a knock earlier. Yeah. Um, that's why he came on late in the game. He couldn't play a full game. So we, the two players that we really, really depend on a lot, or we've depended on a lot this season to hold the ball, have been yeah. Lostoso yep. or Lamella. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. And so, in these situations where we're playing very defensively, yeah. oh, Tottenham parked the bus. Oh, boring football. Well, guess what? One point, top of the league, and we're going to stay yeah. there. Yeah, that's what Mourinho, Mourinho knows how to do this. He knows how to keep yeah. teams at the top of the league. All right? One point, that's 
that was one point away at Stanford Bridge against a team yeah. that's the top scoring team in the league, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so so we did our job as in another clean sheet without a holding player for most of the game. And Dumbly moves the ball around, but we we kept losing the ball in the third part of the field. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there wasn't and, much up there. Right. And so you saw and Dumbly starts to get tired around the beginning of the first of the second half. You know, he's, he's and then he gets subbed off in the 60th. Yeah. And in that time, we started to play defensive because we didn't have anyone to continue to play top. Yeah. And I mean, I saw a lot of people at the supporters club uh, angry that we were playing that way. I understood straight away once he brought on Ben Davis that that oh, was yeah. his plan. You know, like yeah. Yeah. we're going for this point. Yeah. It's okay. We'll move on. We'll f- we already kicked them out of the cup. Why are we pissed that we drew them? Okay, we could have won. There are a few. There are a few really good chances in the first half. DVB's chance, you know. But that's those are the negatives. We we can't really focus on the negatives. We're at the top of the league. We have to focus. The negatives on the are positive. still pretty small compared. Right. Um. So you were saying something was missing. Other than Lamella, was there anything else that you thought like was missing on the field or just like missing in general? Well, because well, but what I was trying to say is because we didn't have uh, a true holding midfield yeah. player, um, we we lacked creativity in the final third in the second half specifically because we lost the only player who was actually putting in a shift uh, ball movement wise in the field yeah. in Dumb Bad Boy, and without him, that creativity you know it just went away, and so I think it's. That we couldn't, you know, that Los accidentally picked up a knock, I guess, at practice or something, mm-hmm. and that Lamelo is out at the moment. But the players like that, I mean, the return of Los also really help us next game. Word, yeah. I'm not really worried about all these games. It's confident, I think our boys are up to the task. Our boys yeah. are mature, and they're fighting. A lot of time, and players and fans haven't seen in a while. You know, correct. Yep. So, um. Yeah. Do you think, uh, kind of jumping around the game, um, again, nil-nil, so it's not like we have to go straight zero, minute zero to zero, minute 90, but right. do you think, like, with something missing up top, that uh, number one, Lucas Moore could have came on any sooner, or that he or that he could have started over uh, Stevie B? Because right. I think, you know, Stevie B started really well. Um, he was most of the intensity up top, but then he's not much of a holding player, whereas, like, he'll be a – He'll get you on the break a few times, but then after that, he'll kind of disappear for 70 minutes. Um, how do you think about his performance and kind of like, I guess, what was lacking up top? I, I agree. Uh, I, I believe Lucas should have started. Lucas has been a good run of form, you know. Yep. Uh, Lucas carries this pace that is very necessary. I mean, Stevie, Stevie's pretty quick too. Yeah. But Steve is like, he's a, how do I say, he's like a heavier player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not as in, not weight-wise, like his movements are much heavier than the Brazilian flair. Yeah. And so, Lou, I believe I believe Lucas should have started instead of Stevie. I agree with you fully. Mm-hmm. I also believe that he could have came in earlier. I think that's one of the negatives that I'll focus on a little yeah. bit right now yeah. is that he. I think Mourinho should have made uh, the two other, you know, like the late subs. He should have made them much earlier. And I think. I mean, you saw what Lucas did. He came on, and then we had that one opportunity, <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't realize it could yeah. have been the one goal of the whole game. Yeah. And but he, but he, he brings that. He brings that, that fiery movement. You know yeah. what I mean? He. And so, I, I agree. I think I think Miriam made that one mistake there. Yeah. But 
we'll, we move on and, you know, yeah. we'll find, we'll find other wins, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just as we were saying, we're talking about a mistake, but any of these mistakes still ended with a point from, uh, uh, Stanford bridge. So, it, I mean, it's definitely huge. I mean, everything was mostly positive, but then as you're saying, I mean, Lucas Moore could have started, he could have came off the bench sooner, but then on the bench, we still got players like Gareth Bale, Carlos Vinicius, you know, we have players like Deli Ellie who can't even make the bench. Um, this is definitely a new, I mean, let's say it, this squad or whatever lasts for a few seasons from this moment on, this is a new Spurs team. I've never been a part of a team that had this much firepower, this many options. Um, I mean, every coach is complaining about the amount of games they have to play and, you know, like the start times and everything, which completely makes sense. Um, but for us, it's one of those things where, and we'll get, we'll get onto Ludogrets in a second, but it's one of those things where when we go to Ludogrets, I mean, we're basically playing like a B team or a C team players that don't even, you know, get in, get on the bench. And right. I mean, the scoreline there's, it's just, you know, something different, but just the fact that, you know, whether it's FA cup or, you know, all these different things, <clears throat> we now have the possibility to bring on Lucas Mora, bring on really some firepower that is not just like before it was kind of like rolling dice, like, Oh, they might do something. But now it's like Lucas Moore comes on for five minutes and instantly makes a, a change that quickly. It's um, extremely awesome to be a part of. <laughs> I mean, if Lo had squared it to the left. Yes. Lo and Lucas would have been the players who changed the game. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And just like those that. would have been two genius subs. It's just that if it had materialized, then we would yeah. be praising Mourinho. And a lot more Tottenham fans would be, you know, they'd, they'd understand. A less time, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're kind of blessed at the moment, and we have to fight what we have. And yeah, you know, I, I'm confident. I'm not worried. I think we could do really well. And you know me, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're not, the opposite. Yeah, I'm not. I'm usually not the optimistic Tottenham no. fan. I mean, I'm not usually optimistic at all. But but this season, I mean, you know, man, we 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 do all the gaming, we do all the analyzing. Yeah, we we realize we like we kind of. We see the future kind of sometimes, and yeah. we see we see things before they materialize. And oh yeah, this this season to me before it started with all the moves we made and with yeah. who we had as a coach and his record of coming in the first season, yep. doing some crazy shit the second season. You yeah. know what I mean? And oh yeah, exactly. No, that's that's his exactly his yeah. resume. Exactly. <laughs> Tottenham and Tottenham loves years that end with one. Exactly, exactly. So, and it's a full moon tonight, so right. there you go, man. <laughs> All these things combined. Hell yeah. Um, we're definitely winning the league. I'll say it. Yes, All right. Here it goes. <laughs> um but yeah, no, staying positive because again, not too many points to grab onto throughout the match, like certain plays, but I do have a few specific positives uh on top of that initial one. Um that again probably went a little bit unseen. Um, and the main one for me, the biggest one, and I have a lot written about it, is just um, how strong and beautiful our defense has been playing. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things where you barely talk about them. Um, you had, and this is one of my main points, but you had um, Joe Ronda, or Roden getting mm -hmm. his first start away at Stanford Bridge against one of the best teams in the league, against a local rival. And he played, I mean, he might have made a few errors you know a few yeah. personal errors but for his start with a new team and it looks like he had been here for three or four years and 
he just came off the bench. It's, it's one of those things where like our, our defense and our structure, the thing that was really lacking before has changed so much in a positive way. Like, you know, before, and there's this, there's this long like adage about defenses that, you know, you need to have this, these four set players, they need to play together all the time. They need to get used to each other. And I mean, that's what we used to have. That's what we always would preach. But I do think there's something way more powerful to having seven, eight defenders that can come in and out and nothing changes. I mean, I'm going to say, obviously, I think that's better. Um, but it's crazy because it's really being seen right now. Um, you know, I agree. I fully agree. I think that's another thing that the draw overshadowed and is yeah. how well our defense was set up. If you look at Aurier's stats this year, oh my gosh, that's, that's, I have it right here. Yep. Right. Go uh, on. <laughs> Regulon stats this year. Yep. And we passed, we've been tasked. I mean, Regulon's first season with us, and we've already tasked him with a few mer- very major like things uh, to handle. Yeah, and he's, goals, and yeah. he's showing up every game, thankfully. Yeah. And every every player has a few mistakes in, but Rodon, he was solid most of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw I saw, you know, a young Vidic, you know what I mean? Like I saw yeah. someone who could who could play for us for, for a long while yeah. and have yeah. a title mentality, hopefully after this year. You know what I mean? Yep. A taste of trophy. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about his uh post-game interview, which I didn't get to hear, but apparently he was he sounded really good and just sounded very mature, which is what we need throughout the whole park. And again, it's it's something that we're not like building a team anymore. It's not like there's, this is underway. This is growing. This is pending. It's like we had now have a full forest with, with, you know, fruit, just like, you know, coming from every, every angle. And right. um, yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. one, one, sorry. Don't on. forget about Eric Dyer. Yep. yep. Very solid this year. Um, yeah. We, we all thought he was, you know, refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna be thrown to the fishies, you know, but but he's 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 standing up. He's he's yeah. fighting for his position very hard. He wants to he wants to spend time here. He doesn't want to just leave, you know. Yeah, he fought for his position. He's doing good. We saw it in the documentary. And yep. thank God for Hugo Lloris. Oh my thank gosh! God for Hugo Lloris. Yeah. Yeah. One that one save. Oh. Mourinho posted about on his on his Instagram. He's oh, like, really, "Are you reading my notes, bro? Come on, man! <laughs> hey, man great thing, great minds. Think alike, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hoybier, very oh solid performance. So, very solid performance. And you you said it. Um, this defense, you could take a player out of the defense. And the only thing that might change is the style of players. Yeah. Other yep. than that, nothing's. You know, I like I like when we used uh, Yafit uh, against Ludogorets. You know. Exactly. That was that was his first game. Yes, exactly. He exactly. was, and it, you and I we talked about this. We, we forgot that he was on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it just felt like, oh, okay. Well, that's just settled. We don't even have to worry about that, <laughs> you know. And they took care of it, and I'm I'm really excited to see players like that, yep, uh, succeed a ton. especially players like Tanganga who get to play under defenders like Alderweireld with this experience. Yep. Players like Dyer, Regulon, Doherty, and Aurier. He's gonna he's gonna learn so exactly. much from those players, exactly. and hopefully this molds these youngsters into the continuation of the Tottenham legacy. Of, of, this, of, this, yeah, of this thing that we're building. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, so you were reading my notes, but I'm going to go ahead and read them also. 
Um, so yeah, like part of that defense, which is so awesome. Um, there's gonna be a shirt or some type of graphic that I'm put out on the internet of we got surge on the right, surge on the left, and we surging, man. They're the two fastest people in the <laughs> league, and they're up and down. And I mean, really, you can't say enough. I mean, Regulon, you can't say enough about, but Serge Aurier's uh, change, his new play, his new self, his new composure and discipline. I mean, it's one of those things where he was always a talented player, but I think you need Mourinho to tell you that you're shit in front of the whole team. Before, like, he's just one of those people that needs, you know, needs to be, you know, smacked on the back once or twice and be like, come on, man. Right. And Mourinho's the man to do it. He's not going to hold your hand. He's going to tell you in front of everyone you're fucking shit and, uh, you know, get your stuff together. And look at what he did. You know, he, just as we were saying, he could have left in the summer and he mm-hmm. made the personal decision to stay. And uh, those are people we want, you yes. know, people who want to be here, not just for any, like, I just want playing time. I mean, when you look at Danny Rose's character, not to speak bad, too badly about him, he's a yiddo, but, you know, his character in, in the documentary and what it showed, and then you look at someone like Serge Aurier, who, you know, pulls himself up by himself, you know, goes through a lot last year with his family, with being out of the country, can't speak the language very well, and uh, really makes a name for himself. And I mean, I can't say enough about him, especially because, you know, obviously everyone had his number last year, Spurs fans, you know, everyone. And I think you and I were some of the few people that were saying he's a good player, he's quality. And if he can come out of whatever, you know, I think it was more of a mental rut. Um, and if he could come out of that and be bigger, that he was going to be something special. And I think we're really seeing that this year. I'm so excited. Yeah, can't say enough about him. I mean, when when Mourinho called him out, that's like that's something you either you either fight you fight after that to prove to the rest of the people who are in the room that you're yeah. not you're not the kid that he's trying to make you out to be, basically among men. Yeah. And so, I mean, if he wasn't the the kind of person we wanted to stay, he would have left this summer because of something like that. Yeah. But he's the kind of person we want to stay because he took that and he said, no, 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 no. Yeah. I am a very good player. I think that mentality that, that Mourinho brings to the squad is very important. Yeah. It, it, it boosts players. You know, that winning yeah. mentality, there's players who go through very, very rough times. And it's it's like, these these guys are good. Like, I don't know why they're going through this rough yeah. uh, time. But, I mean, it makes sense that when you have someone motivating players the right way, you know, feeding them this these ideas and they're fighting for something that, you know, they, they really want to get to, you know, mm-hmm. the position they really want to get to all these other players. And, the, you know, the top six teams, most of them have already tasted silverware. Our boys yeah. are hungry. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Our boys are so much hungry. And, yes. Like Regulon just won Europa league. This guy's came here because he's like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to be the best left back in the premier league for 10 years. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know, which he very likely could be at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. watching him is so much fun. Um, yeah, and so I mean, you're just reading down point for point what I want to talk about. So this is very easy. Um, <laughs> but talking about the Jose Mourinho mentality, um, looking at Jose Mourinho's Instagram, and he has mm-hmm. the picture with him and Loris, and mm-hmm. it literally says one shot, one save, one point. Yep. Like, yeah. I don't know who writes this for you. I don't know if it's you, Jose, it's but, you know, and, you know, and then, and then he's like, well done, Hugo. Well done, boys. But we are not happy. And, he, and then he says, that's the Tottenham spirit. And 
like, come on, man. For how much we hated you when you were not a Spur, God, I don't think I could love you anymore. You know, right. I, I can criticize maybe you've not put in a sub in a little bit earlier and stuff, but that mentality, like you really can't pay for that. That shit is worth its weight in gold. And, you know, we are so blessed to have this, you know, fiery person. And I was thinking about this earlier. We're blessed to have it come off the back of Pochettino because most of the team, you know, for the last five years are used to Pochettino's like just workhorse mentality. You know, we're doing two a days, three a days. So they're already hardworking. You know, they already have the grit and what they need in that factor. But then there's one more thing that, you know, just to get them over that line. And Jose Mourinho, you know, breathes that, you know, he, he, he lives it through and through. And so, I mean, just having these guys on our side, it makes such a difference. And it's crazy when you look at our team last year, and we're like, we have a good team. We have, in my opinion, had a title winning team with, with our talent. But there was always something missing, even with Lloris, who was, you know, World Cup champion, even with, you know, Harry Kane, captain of England. We got captains all over the park, but there was still something that was like a bit of fear. And I think when you bring in Mourinho, you bring in people like Bale, you bring in Joe Hart, you know, people who really know that it does take something more. And that will be the hardest thing ever. And they know this. They're not just like dreaming about it like Harry Kane is or something like that, you know. Um, so yeah, a very, very beautiful time at our club and really just that, that mentality from, from Jose, um, what, what are your thoughts on Jose and his spirit and everything he brings? I'm starting to hear that a lot from, uh, different Tottenham fans, you know, like how much he's changed this and I, you know, changed the mentality of the club and I agree fully, but yeah. there's one thing I, I want to point out and it's, I think we, you know, him being out of the job for uh, like nine or 10 months, however long yeah. that. And another thing is us as a club, our mentality, our tradition. I think he took that in 100% and he said, okay. And he, he changed himself. Like we used to hate for a reason. He yeah. wasn't like this, <laughs> you exactly. know, but he's, but he's molded himself and he's molded himself for the, uh, with the traditions of this club, you know, and what we're all about. And he's molding the club into his mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's just a, it's just a win-win situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy that he's, he's our coach. And I mean, I wasn't one of the people who were angry at, at the beginning. You know, I, when he got hired, I knew, okay, winning mentality, you add that to any formula, you know, any yeah. squad, you know, and we're going to start <laughs> seeing silverware. Yep. No, it's a beautiful couple. Um, they're going to have beautiful children together and I hope they stay <laughs> together for a long time. <laughs> right. And, and that, that Pochettino era, it was a growth, you know, we went yeah. from a hungry young man, you know, yeah. who wants to succeed in the world to a hungry young adult, you know, Yeah. getting stuff done. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I think I mentioned this to you before, but it's crazy when you think about it, uh, Jose in one of his very first interviews, he says something about like, well, maybe, Poch wasn't like maybe this was the plan like and I think that I think that's kind of true because um I think like Poch had his, his original contract and I think like it was all about getting the stadium built for Daniel Levy and he wanted to when the stadium was built have Champions League and have a good enough team to play in that stadium Poch was the one to get us there but then Mourinho has this quote where he's like you know maybe 
Poch wasn't part of the plan. And you think about it, it's like, you know, maybe the idea of, of Mourinho or what was next after Poch had been in the works for a while um, with the building up stage, with the way we weren't buying players, you know, and then all of a sudden now we have a ton of players. Um, so I think there, there could be a bit more planning to this match made in heaven than we can see on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things that is definitely working out for now. Um, you know, it's a long season ahead of us. We don't want to do what we usually tend to do as Spurs fans, which is, um, cheer long before the fat lady sings. Um, (laughs) but I think in general with this Mourinho mentality, just as you were saying how he's now, the, the club is now molding our image around him a little bit and around his mentality. He's really teaching even the fans, you know, even online, because before it'd be like, you know, we beat Chelsea, we beat Man City doesn't matter what time of the the league or what part of the season it is we're winning the league you know like this is the best team you know god has ever created and we're gonna (laughs) win the league and then you know next week we you know lose to Burnley or something like that and then you know and that's so I I think a lot of people I've seen online just being way more just humble and and smart Mm -hmm. and I think as Spurs fans especially if you live in England or if you live you know where there's other fans around all the time everyone's gotten a little sick of, you know, saying it. And then, you know, our Arsenal buddies, our main new older brothers or whoever are just, you know, texting us poop emojis for the whole like next week. (laughs) You know, I think think most of us have gotten over that. We still maybe burn from the last time. I mean, you know, Champions League final, all these things still burn a little bit. Um, And I think, I think we're growing up as a club and um, yeah, wonderful time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah definitely wonderful times to be experiencing together you know yep yep um so do you have anything else about the Chelsea match that you kind of want to discuss or talk about mm. um I think our display did not really uh show what we're all about yeah I think Chelsea players could be complacent come next game, and uh, that could be to our advantage. Uh, about the match, there's not nothing really I'd like to talk about. There's there's one side note, and yeah. it's uh, I really appreciate having Joe Hart in the in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, another one that I didn't expect that I would like. Yeah, he's a leader. Oh, he's a leader. Yeah. He he know he he knows what silverware feels like. You know. Yep. And he has winning mentality, but he's just one of those. I mentioned uh, earlier an example of who have gone through a rough time, but are decent people and players. Like these guys could reach the heights, but they just have to have a solid foundation and a solid leader. Uh, for example, you know, Jose Mourinho, we have yeah. the Harry Kings, the Lorises, yep. you know, we have all these players, these leaders, leader mentality. Yep. And he's he's really pushing that, you know, like he I, I loved how excited he was at the end of yeah. You know, you know again, you know at what the I'm end talking of about. Like, yeah. Yeah, he and, he hugged Alfie Whiteman, oh you know, like gosh. Alfie Whiteman's first game. I've been playing FIFA for so long with Tana. I remember seeing Alfie Whiteman as like a, an 18 year old, and we never played this guy. And now the FIFA player gets a game in your league, you know what I mean? Oh my so gosh. It was very exciting. And he's young, you know, this could 
this can motivate him. This could push him. We could see him again. Yeah. Hopefully, this is oh, yeah. we can start seeing him later in the future. He's he's much younger than Gazaniga too. Yeah, he's, he's much he's, younger than Hart. I mean, yeah, you know, Hart's yeah. gonna be gone at some point. You know, but um, he's that, he's playing that older brother thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's he's mentoring these guys, and he's he. I saw the expressions on his face. It showed that he was very very happy to see these young players get on the field. And, and when you think about it, like what he's showing to Alfie Whiteman is that um, how old is Joe Hart, you know? And when you're a keeper, you know that you don't just get playing time, you know? It's very hard. Right. You're the only one of your position on the field. Um, but he's showing him that, look, man, you're getting your start. Doesn't matter how, how young you are, or how old you are. You know, you might go back and sit on the bench for a few years. He's like, look, man, right. I sat on the bench for years. I went to the top. And now I'm here at Spurs with you. And I'm much, much older. It just kind of shows that as a goalkeeper, you can have a long career. And, you know, just to have that support system and that professional look up to is is gotta be huge just for Alfie Whiteman's, you know, whole projected career going forward. Right. Um, you right. know, whether it's at Spurs or or not. Mm-hmm. I agree. <clears throat> um, I agree fully, man. Uh, yep. great analysis, brother. Yep. <laughs> so um moving on to the Ludigritz game, um, that was a lot of fun. Way more goals. We don't have to discuss everyone. It's kind of, you know, in the past at the moment. Winksy! Um, Winksy! Okay, yeah, we can discuss one goal. Damn right. Uh, I'll argue I'll argue that he's too. He's being too humble. Oh, yeah, way too humble. No, he meant to do it. If you watch, if you, bro, I swear, if you watch the, there's the one angle that they show Harry, they show Winksy before he goes for the kick. And yeah. he looks at where Bale's running, and then he yeah. takes one last look at the keeper, and then he goes for the kick. But I'm telling you, this guy won for a goal. He's just being too humble. Well, you know <laughs> he's a very cheeky uh, player, and that he has the ability to do things like this. Yeah. He's never been in yeah. a position on Spurs to do anything like this. Um, mm-hmm. And fine, I mean, obviously, he's probably not going for a 60-yard, you know, upper 90, but <laughs> um, he saw the keeper off the line. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like we're already winning the game. It's not like he's going to do it, you know, against Chelsea, you know, or something like that when it's nil nil. But, um, you know, that that was a wonderful goal. Um, the thing I think the main thing I want to discuss with that game is just the lineup and the basically what I would say, like B or C team that we played. I mean, obviously, our opponents were of much lesser quality. So it's not like we can just say like, oh, everyone had like a sublime game and they were just amazing, but we did play very good. We had a team filled with people who, you know, we got many kids getting their starts. We'll talk about that in a second, but um, people like Delielli who hasn't played in like a month, um, other players who are coming in, Vinicius getting two beautiful poacher goals. Um, you know, Delielli with a beautiful, you know, unselfish pass, yes. which I mean, that pass, it, it like took the camera out of, out of the thing. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a beautiful uh, display of just, again, I would say a Mourinho thing and this new Tottenham where, you know, we have so many other players. Um, Tenganga was playing um, just all over the pitch. It was it was a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to see. And then we'll talk about this in full. But then at the end of the game, you got Dane Scarlett coming in, Alfie Whiteman, you know, Jack Clark, who's played for us before. Uh, and then who's the fourth one? The other youngster? Harvey White. And Harvey White. Harvey White. Harvey White. There we go. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, just beautiful to see that beautiful to see, you know, that, cause I mean, I think before, you know, last year, obviously with Potch, we went away to that FA cup match against like a sixth division team. And yeah, we played the kids or like Troy Parrott played. And then, you know, we lost. <laughs> it's like, okay, we need a winning mentality through everyone. You can't just touch the pitch and be like, all right, I haven't played in a while. I need to solidify my spot or something. No, it's, it's, I'm on the pitch. We need to win, you know? Right. I'm on the bench. We still have to win. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? And I, I agree. I think Lucas Mora, you know, he did great that game. Yep. Um, uh, I love that the youngsters got in. Uh, it's crazy that they're younger than us, you know? Oh, they're it's way crazy. younger than us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, not way younger than me, but. Hey! <laughs> no, it is crazy. But, uh, yeah, they're they're very exciting. Um, I love you know the the Brazilian connection. Yeah, uh, Carlos oh got two. Gosh. Lucas got one. Carlos yep. assisted the goal. Doherty yep. played very well. And yep. I'm yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say this, and it's that Harry Winks, in my opinion, this was his best ever game for Tottenham. Yeah, and without the goal because oh yeah, he hasn't played. He hasn't played a lot this season, but. This spell that he that he's gone through where he hasn't actually played, yeah, I think that that going through that, especially under Mourinho, changed him. Like he played, yeah. he played, he was he was accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was he was smart on the ball. He moved the yeah. ball around very well. And the best part about all of that is that we actually for the first time got to see Winks and Hoybia on the same uh, field. Oh yeah, which, yeah, that's exactly right. We remember we used to talk about how like it couldn't it might not work because yeah they're basically the player we put in the same kind of position yeah but it worked yeah. it worked fine you know Winks would move up a bit Hoybier you just see him run back and fill in that position Hoybier would move into the midfield get the ball to one of our strikers you know maybe get the ball to Delhi and then you see Winks fall in for his spot so it was. I think Mourinho get, is getting to these players, just like yeah. we talked about earlier. And it's starting to show even in the players that we expected to leave, you know, in January. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the rebirth of Winx and Delhi. And Delhi. Yeah. That's big. And Delhi's. And Tanganga. Yeah. Back from oh, dead, you know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's the thing is like all these players, I think also, especially with all these kind of like younger English players that we've had on our team for a while, Winks, Delhi is still pretty young. Now we have Tanganga um, and a lot of younger players. <clears throat> but like last year, we had to play them. You know, it's like it doesn't matter how old you are. Even Delhi, we consider Delhi like a veteran on our team, but he's still very young. And when you bring in someone like, you know, just Hoybier or like um, these other magicians up front, you know, that might be a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, not specifically Hoybier, that's a different position, but like, um, into baller, things like this. It's like, you know, this guy's went and played in France. He's went and played in different leagues. Like Delhi, you're still a bit young. Like it's okay to miss a few games, you know, as Spurs fans, I think we're used to, you know, Wicks playing every game, Delhi playing every game. A lot of these players that are actually, again, fairly young and can still do a job for us and then can still be on our team in three or four to five years. And then, and then then be the veterans, you know, and hopefully have some, some silverware behind them by that. Right. I mean, uh, it's it's kind of like uh, just to mention in other teams, uh, you know, their buildup. It's Real Madrid. You know, they had a lot of vets 
And they also had these younger uh, players who were good enough to start for most Premier League teams, you know? Yeah. But but they took the time off the field to better themselves and, and like, assure the starting spot a few years down the road once the likes of Marcelo had to leave, once yeah. the likes of Chabi Alonso had to leave, you know, Ronaldo left. These younger players, they take up these positions. And then they become the vets, like you said. Yeah. And I think Delhi, we could use them so many ways. If we're fart, we're fighting on multiple uh, multiple fronts. Yes. Fronts and and fighting, you know, it just culminated in a possible fart. <laughs> we're <partying> on <laughs> but on <multiple> fronts. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, fighting on all fronts is uh, we have to we have to move the players around, you know, get them game time in different yeah. tournaments and. You know, the most important thing is setting up a squad that can fight uh, for, you know, any any match, you know? Yeah. That's the most important thing. Oh, yeah, you look at those old, uh, not old, but like recent Real Madrid teams that had Bale and stuff on them. This team's winning the Champions yeah. League and they're winning La Liga. You know, this is this is kind of the, the realm we're going into, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the possibility that we're going into. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna let you kind of take over. Do you have anything else on, on that game? Other than what I do want to talk about is just these youngsters coming in and kind of your thoughts on them. I know you, especially through FIFA playing long career modes, uh, you learn about these guys young. Like you've told me about Dane Scarlett years ago and that he's going to be a star. Um, what were your thoughts on the youngsters coming in, them getting a start, how they performed, and just kind of what you see from them. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think Dane Scarlett is probably slept on at the moment because when when youngsters ball up in one game for any other team around Europe, all of a sudden, you know, the news going crazy. Yeah. But the news is, you know, a few news outlets uh, spoke about it because, you know, he is the youngest player to ever play for Tottenham, you know. He's 16? Yeah. God. <laughs> 16 and seven months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So youngest player to ever play. His his first touch on that first attempt that he had was yeah. a vet's touch. You know, like yeah. that's not a kid's touch. Yeah. It's not a Troy Parrott can't even do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the Dane yeah, Scarlett, exactly. he 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 filled in the spot. He came in, Carlos was done. Dane was like, I, I mean. I'll, I'll try. Well, might yeah. as well. It's four. We're four zero up. I'll, I'll go for it. And he yeah. he almost scored two different times. Yeah. Um, Harvey White. He's nasty. Like I've yeah. I've seen his highlights for the under 18s. Like I've before. You know, COVID. They had more footage and coverage of yeah. these uh, lower uh, youth levels and stuff. Yeah. And Harvey White is one for the future. You know, like he could be a, a holding midfielder at some point. Yeah. Is it just them getting this time to play with Hoybia in practice and then during games at some point that that builds players up that experience yeah. propels players you know beyond yeah. what you ever would have thought these players would ever reach Jack Clark you know he he had a rough time getting you know when yeah, he went back to Leeds out. yeah the new uh, not the new coach the coach didn't even play him yeah yeah exactly. you know what I mean like he he didn't get any time yeah and so and then coming back to us, it was like in his mind, you look, you put yourself in Jack Clark, Jack Clark POV. Okay. You're Jack Clark. You're sitting there and you hear Gareth Bale's back. 
Oh God! In your position, <laughs> you can start crying. Yeah. But this kid, but this kid's, but this kid knows that he he has that fight in him, you know. Mm-hmm. And that fight spirit got him to get game time. Mourinho doesn't play kids. Well, guess he played three of them the other day. Four yeah. of them, sorry, the other yeah. day, and they did well. They did very well. Yeah. Alfie Whiteman got like one of the only touches on the ball for the key, for a keep. During that game, you know what I mean? Insane, For yeah. Tottenham. Um, I, I, all around, I, I really, really appreciate Mourinho changing up and starting to give these younger, younger players this time, this experience. Mm-hmm. This time and experience is going to prove so, so well, yeah. you know, so important to us in the future when Dane Scarlett's banging in goals right next to a fucking uh vet harry kane and his uh th- you know 33 years old some shit like that. i don't know troy perry coming in and banging yeah. i don't know yeah. all, all i know is that you you get these young players around these vets or these players who already know what to do in the top divisions you know how yeah. to fight for titles or at least how to fight for top positions and that winning mentality that fight that fighting fighting spirit will start to build up in these younger players I'm yeah. excited. I really yeah. want to see these guys get more playing time, and I think yeah. they will. And I think it's really nice that they got to play. You know, they get to practice with all these really good players. You know? Yeah, Delhi, <laughs> Lucas. I, I I can name all the players. I just, yeah, you know, it's all good experience for these young yeah. kids. And I think one thing that I just thought about while you were uh, saying all that is, I think we're in the perfect competition for mm-hmm. this. You know, because. If we're in Champions League, it would just be another game in the middle of the week where we need our A team to win. You know, mm-hmm. now it's a it's a time where we have the B team come in, call them the B team, but you know, we have mm-hmm. some players who don't always get to play come in, and then we win, and then we also have five subs. So yeah, we're up by two, three goals. You know, put the kids on. You know, if again, just as just mentioned, but yeah, if this was Champions League, we couldn't do that. Uh, so I think with this year, this transition year where we're growing a lot. We're growing just in size. We have a way bigger team. Um, I think this is just a perfect competition for those young kids to fit, to show their quality, to get experience, you know, to play with Gareth Bale and things like this. And so, yeah, that, that was something I was very excited for. So I'm very excited for the future. I definitely agree with you completely. Yes, sir. <laughs> very excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. Later on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I know you and I could probably go on forever about both yeah. games, about <laughs> all of these things, and that is the goal. Um, but uh, is there anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap this one up um, concerning basically the last week? Mm, nothing concerning the last week. Uh, I just want to get into a few shout-outs uh, yep, for yeah, that's what I had our Instagram and stuff like that and Ooh. our website and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'll, I'll let you start it. All right, well, I mean, I just want to let every one of our listeners know how important this is to us, you know? Yeah. Noah and I are very, very dedicated to this. We want to make this work. And we appreciate every, every viewer, every viewer we get. You know, and that's the best thing about being a Tottenham fan is knowing that other Tottenham fans are there to have your back. Yeah. We're all there for each other. We're all going to we're gonna help each other. Yeah. And, you know, this is this podcast hopefully will go leaps and bounds over what we expected to become hopefully very soon with the help of this very, very beautiful Tottenham culture in America, all these Tottenham supporters here, you know? Um, 
I, I appreciate everyone who's followed us on Instagram. Yeah, we've 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 surpassed a hundred. Our first one hundred in our first yes. week. Yes, exactly. Come on, you Spurs! Come yeah, on. <laughs> we've reached out to bigger accounts, uh, other supporters groups, yep. uh, other people, other members of supporters groups around the country, yep. um, countries, and we're we're very excited. We're we're looking forward to working with all those people yep. and giving you guys the best content possible, yep. and just. And just making you guys feel like there's something else that you guys could tune into and yeah. join yeah. the conversation because you know you see how the world is hectic and without Tottenham this would have been very hard for me getting through finals yeah, and right <laughs> and especially it's like imagine if you if we didn't have Tottenham to talk about in our podcast and yeah. this new Instagram we started the website that. I commend you, man. You've done a really good job on the website. Really like our website's also now live. You know, if we didn't have all this, I don't know how many times I would have been able to talk to you since you moved, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's definitely, it kept us together, kept us close. But just as you're yeah. saying, it, it is something that we both really care about. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that we hope our listeners um, will be able to hear from what we're talking about and, and our, our, our real joy for it, um, our passion to create more and more content, whether that's, you know, podcasts or t-shirts or stickers, um, you know, that's, that's what I do for a living. I've been making clothing for, you know, 10 plus years. I have my own clothing companies and things like this, but creative content is what I love to do. And when I thought about this show and when I wanted to make it, I mean, there's, there's common fears for just putting yourself out there, but I never once was afraid that it wouldn't work. Because I always, ha I've had confidence in this, you know, Tottenham community, everyone we've met, everyone we know from traveling the country, watching Tottenham. Um, and really, since we released everything basically this week, um, we've been doing the podcast, but released all this other stuff. We've only received love. We've only received, you know, a lot of support from everyone, more than, than we could expect. I woke up and found out that it was at 100 viewers, uh, 100 followers, you know, like it. <laughs> It wasn't something that, that I figured would happen. Um, so I really mm -hmm. want to say thank you to everyone. Um, yeah, and it's something we really care about. A um, few more shout outs. So one thing I'm so excited about, we, again, we've, we've already gotten people, you know, more people listening, new, new people listening, and a lot of people contacting us through our Instagram, um, at the Yankee Is Show. If you guys don't follow us, definitely follow us. Um, and people just wanting to be a part of it. And that is exactly oday knows this uh that is the exact reason we made this podcast it is to express the american tottenham experience and the reason that's such a, a big deal to us and to me is because you know being american and following this lovely team um we don't have the luxury of just our our grandparents were spurs or, or our dads from north london things like this um, you know, so our experience is a, is a bit different. It's actually, it's a lot different. And the best part is everyone around the nation kind of has their own different Tottenham experience. And that's really what we're here to bring. Um, what we're here to discuss, you can tell the passion already that we have. And when we listen to others, it's just such a big thing. And then, so then to further that, I want to take that and, you know, show, the English fans and, and, and the fans all over the world of Tottenham, you know, what the American Tottenham spirit is like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what we plan on doing. 
Um, we've already had one one person, one yiddo, um, Philip Barrett. We're shouting you out right here, but we're not going to tell your story. What we're going to do uh, is we're going to try and get you on and see if you can tell your story for us. He messaged us um, his full story, and it was it was pretty funny. Uh, me and Dave both got to read it on our own, and he was like, hey, did you see that? And, and <laughs> so we really appreciate you reaching out to us. That is exactly what we want from everyone. And yeah. we're going to expand this this topic out further and continually. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to know, again, how you fell in love with this club. Um, and so, Philip, we're going to reach out to you on Instagram um, and try and set up even just a short call, uh, not a whole big thing, but just to get your opinion on or your opinion on the on the team and then your story of how you became a Spurs fan. Um, you're going to be the first one. Our goal, I'm going to say right now to put in the universe and kind of pressure myself and O'Day is to do it before the North London Derby um, and to really bring a lot more fun to to this this week, this crazy three weeks. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. Philip and everyone else, we really appreciate you guys reaching out to us. Um, if you guys haven't been to our website, it's theyankeeyids.com. Um, you can follow us. Um, we'll hear all of our podcasts from there. And then you can also check out all of our clothing and original gear and content that we make. Um, and yeah, so definitely check us out. Everyone who has checked us out already, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, thank you so much. Ode, I'm going to leave the mic to you. Also, don't forget to follow the Instagram. Tell your friends to follow our Instagram. Uh, join the conversation. And just like Noah said, I mean, we made this podcast to represent the to American Tottenham experience. We want more people to send in their stories. We want people to talk to us, send in to our Instagram. We're, we're, at this stage, we're going to reply to almost every one of you. you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't plan on not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So get in touch with us. You know, we love it. We love it when we hear from other Tottenham fans that we've never met before. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, you know, that's the best thing about being a Tottenham fan in America, you know. Yeah. It's coming from a a Jewish liberal club, you know, that took in a young Palestinian man. I'm taught until I die. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. <laughs> They're not taking me anywhere else. You know, I'm taught until I die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's, the, I think that's like a lot of, the, there's a lot of stories like that here in, you know, in America. And yep. we want to, we want to, we want everyone to hear about these stories. We want everyone yep. to get closer. We want yep. everyone to be excited. Tell, tell us about their stories before we win the league, you know? We want yeah, exactly. To, hey, you better get on this year. <laughs> <laughs> we want everyone to join in the conversation, and we really, really do appreciate all of you very much. I appreciate you a lot, Noah. Thank you very much for having me and, yep. you know, making me a part of this. And yep. I'm just excited we're, you know, we're getting stuff done. And yep. Let's 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 say let's 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 go, man. Let's keep doing this. Let's go hard. <laughs> yep. And with, with all that being said, Odizzle, I really appreciate you. Also, I thank you for coming on here, taking your time. I know it's a lot later on the East Coast, um, but taking your time, uh, spending your effort, and yeah, this is only the beginning. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, brother. Well, I see. I think that's a lot. Maybe one of our longest shows, but they're probably going to stay like that. That's how good podcasts work. Yeah. Um, Again, I appreciate you. We're not even going to look forward to Arsenal or to Europa. Um, we'll do that later. Um, mm -hmm. Again, thank you very much. Great two weeks so far. We need to finish it up strong. Um, and last but not least for me, come on, you Spurs. PPID. Let's do it. All right, brother.
I'll talk to you later, man. Yes, sir. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, raise your glasses and give them a cheer.